Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome back to another episode of Last Minute Thoughts, a Turf Show Times podcast. My name is Robert Finn and I am here with my homie JB Scott and we have a special edition of Thursday Night Football. That's right, people, Thursday Night Football. And we're here for you. Um, JB, we're going to spill the tea. Now, am I saying that right? I, I, I know you've, you've got the your finger on the pulse of American culture. Am I saying that right? We're spilling the tea for Los Angeles. That's what the kids are saying these days, I think. So that's, that's that's what, yeah, that's what they're saying. So, um, which is too bad because tea is delicious, but we're not going to spend, we got a lot to get to, so we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this first topic, but I would be remiss if we didn't bring up Rams, Cardinals, um, a lot to take away from that game. JB, what were your takeaways from the sad event? Not a lot of time to lick the wounds. Not a lot of time to think about it. Maybe that's for the best. Uh, wow. If you had one word to describe the loss against the Cardinals, what do you think you'd use? Um, wow. J- just one. Um, I-, I don't know. I don't know. Can I, I don't know if they'd allow me to say that on the turf show times podcast. I'm not quite sure what the, <laughs> but completely fair. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Um, I was disappointed. I-, I think would be the one word I would use. Um, and it's not anything that any one player or coach did particularly like nothing was working. And we know that they're such a better team than what they saw or what we saw on the field on Sunday. So probably disappointed would be the word I would use. Right. It was pretty painful. I think anytime your team loses in a shootout and really they had their best effort and they put their best foot forward and came up short, like that's an easier pill to swallow than a complete meltdown. And it just didn't seem like the team was the most prepared or they didn't have put in their best effort again, not saying it was a lack of effort, but you know, maybe the Cardinals didn't take the Rams best shot on Sunday. So those just tend to sting a little more. And I think that's the feeling that's sticking with me, but Hey, quick turnaround time. We have a big game. Uh, I guess it's tomorrow, Thursday night. So by the time everyone's hearing this, it's today, but uh, really excited. And it's an important game, the division matchup and going to be really important for the standings. Absolutely. And it's even more important now, I think, for the Rams to get back on track on Sunday, um, <laughs> Thursday. I'm so used to saying Sunday, Thursday night football. I love it, but it still feels weird. Um, I, I did want to ask, though, because uh, one thing stood out to me from the the Sunday game, and it's something that's kind of stuck in my craw a little bit and not taking away anything from Sean McVay as a coach. I mean, I'm not a coach. I don't know what goes into it, but JB, you were, um, or you remember um, 
the early aughts when Mike Martz was around offensive coordinator, head coach, and he often got the label as offensive genius and, and rightfully so he, you know, at, for the time he was very innovative, but he, he tended to get a little pass happy. Is McVeigh pass happy? Are we seeing shades of Mike Martz with Sean McVeigh? Oh goodness. I'm, I'm pretty glad you went there though. Just because my worst days as Rams fans, I think I find myself asking this question. It's like the run was working, the Rams got away from it, and it did not work out. And I think, you know, maybe this is the first time we've experienced that with Matthew Stafford as a signal caller. You know, Jared Goff, he was kind of the type of quarterback that is a high volume passer. We, you know, a high volume shooter. We talk about that in basketball. I think that really uh, described Jared Goff pretty well. I think if you look at last year's games against maybe the the Bills. He really brought the team back, I think. Uh, so that, it makes it a little tough to swallow when Daryl Henderson, I think, when they really got away from the run, he was averaging like eight or nine yards a carry, had a great finish the game with the great yards per attempt average. So it was working. The offensive line has played well so far this year. They're opening massive holes. Ugh, they just got away from it completely, and it's really tough to swallow. Yeah, and it's not just getting away from the um, the run. I think one difference we see between McVeigh and from Martz back in the day is that aggressiveness. Uh, there were times where McVeigh really should have gone for it on on, on fourth um, and and short. Uh, there's a fourth and three that I can think of specifically when they really needed the points, ended up kicking the field goal and missed. Um, and that's the type of thing that will just kill any type of momentum you have going on. And I feel like maybe we don't want to second guess him, right? Cause he's the coach. He knows better than us, but I mean, what about that aggressiveness or lack thereof? I'm starting to see this as an emerging trend with him. Right. And obviously Sean McVay comes from the Shanahan coaching tree. And I think you see this with Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco too. He and McVeigh, excellent play callers, some of the best in the league, but they're just so conservative when it comes to fourth down. I think the one that sticks out first is the opening drive against the Cardinals. Um, just, I think they were, they should not have been a field goal. And then later in the game, they went for the field goal, I think, from the, either from the 25, I believe. And then Matt Gay missed the kick, and the game was pretty much out of hand then and just got worse after that. The Cardinals marched down the field for a touchdown. So, yeah, you'd really like to see your coach be more aggressive. He's aggressive in his play calling, especially pass happy. The Rams are attacking down the field, but you got to steal every opportunity you can to keep your team competitive. And that really just seemed like they're mailing it in at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then there were just, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and with, with the way that defense was playing, I would like to see more aggressiveness from that offensive end. needed the points weren't able to get enough, but no crying over spilled milk. The good news is, the good thing is we get to see the Cardinals one more time this year in their house. So maybe get a chance to uh, make up for it. Hand them a bit of an embarrassing loss, perhaps. Um, injury update, though. Rams still looking pretty um, 
healthy and it looks like everyone's going to be available for Thursday night. Daryl Henderson was a bit of a question coming into Sunday, still dealing with that nagging rib injury. Didn't really quite have that speed and burst um, we're used to seeing from him. What can we expect for him um, going into Thursday night? Yep. And I believe he was a full participant in Wednesday's practice. So looking good for Daryl Henderson. If there's a concern, it's just it's a pain tolerance issue with the ribs, and we got a quick turnaround playing on Thursday night. But all indications say he's ready to go. Maybe if an issue flares up or he's limited in any way, we see Sonny Michelle. We know he let he let us down last week with the fumble that turned into a touchdown. But I think he's still reliable, and that's a pretty rare occurrence for him over the course of his career. I agree. I agree. And I'm still a big Sony Michelle believer. I still think we haven't seen the best of him as of yet. The Seahawks coming in a little bit banged up. They're coming off a bit of a high. Went down to San Francisco, got a, a surprising win. I won't, I, I'm going to say surprising because um, going into that game, I, I figured the Seahawks were on the ropes having lost two games in a row, but um, they looked good. That running game looked pretty strong, but Chris Carson dealing with a bit of a neck issue this week. Um, what can we expect from the Seahawks from that injury front? Yep. Chris Carson officially listed as questionable for the game. That means it's really a game time decision. Anytime you see neck, that sounds pretty gruesome and you just wonder what they're going through. Obviously NFL players have it pretty tough and they really put themselves through a lot in order to get on the field most of the time. And then officially, as of today, D.S. Gridge, the rookie wide receiver, is out with a concussion against the Rams tomorrow night. Well, that's uh, that's going to be big for them because with it sounds like um, Jalen Ramsey going to be locking down D.K., um, putting D. Will on um, Tyler Lockett. So hopefully we'll see a better performance from the Rams secondary up in Seattle. They don't nearly have the weapons, but I'm going to quit making predictions because <laughs> last time I made some predictions, they didn't work out too well. So um, speaking of the Rams secondary, uh, what can we make from what we saw on Sunday? David Long, um, Taylor Rapp, they both struggled quite a bit. And, and Rapp has had his struggles over the years. Um, is this something we could be concerned about? Maybe just a one-game thing? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, Taylor Rapp, the way the Rams utilize him, his skill set is just seems more lend, to lend itself more towards being a linebacker, I think, or he's very useful uh, – against the run and short pass game where he can come down and break on the ball. Whenever he's asked to, you know, cover down the field, I think that's where he struggles. It doesn't exactly have the top end speed that you'd like. And Jordan Fuller, the other safety doesn't necessarily have that either, but we know he's an incredibly smart player and able to take angles and such that make up for maybe that top end speed. Um, Yeah. I, I think whenever you talk about David Long, I'm not sure how you feel about his performance, Robert. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, but he did not look good against the Cardinals. And how do you think he'll fare against the Seahawks? Yeah. Um, so nothing against AJ Green. He has a legacy in this league um, that cannot be matched, right? Probably a Hall of Famer um, once it's all said and done. But he's at the twilight, the golden years of his career. I feel like um, 
either he's playing with an incredible pep in his step or David Long um, just wasn't just wasn't up to the task. Um, I would actually like to see more from the rookie, Robert Rochelle. Uh, I, I think um, David Long, I'm, you want to give him a chance, right? We don't want to just just throw the towel in on him, but um, you know, Robert Rochelle's a, a bigger, he's more athletic. I feel he's probably going to be a little bit better in coverage. Um, so I would like to see him come in. And again, I'm going to echo what you said with, with rap. He's great playing um, in that linebacker type role or the hybrid type role. Right. Um, but maybe it's time to see some uh, Terrell Burgess out there for safety. Um, I, I know he's, he's often injured, but um I mean, he's only played what I think was one snap on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I'd like to see more of him moving forward. Yeah, and I I mean this more in a funny way than anything, but on Green's touchdown over David Long, did he not look three full feet taller than the guy? It looked like Gronk catching the pass out there. So he just looked completely outmatched, and it's tough to watch. Agreed, agreed. And it looked just initially when I was watching that play, it, it looked like David Long had pretty good uh, position on that ball. So um, either he just whiffed on it or AJ Green <laughs> is still, still has the skills, maybe a little bit of both um, is probably most likely. But um, speaking of the Rams defense, let's go ahead and stay on that side of the ball. Who are we looking for this week? Who's going to step up, particularly in that linebacking role? Is there somebody you're looking forward to um, showing up and, and showing out on Thursday. Yeah, I think the Rams really felt the absence of Justin Hollins against the Cardinals. Leonard Floyd, I thought, was is one of his better performances this year. He really has the athleticism to keep up with people like Kyler Murray and this week, Russell Wilson. He really feels athleticism on the edge when he's trying to keep contained or he's trying to limit the big plays when they're scrambling. And it's really those off-schedule plays. And we saw that in the playoffs, too, against Wilson. And also Aaron Rodgers, except I think, if I remember correctly, Rodgers got the best of him and scored a touchdown. But that's a sore subject. We don't have to go there. Uh, But then the other side, Terrell Lewis got the start. Obo Okoronkwo played quite a bit. Chris Garrett was inactive. Uh, I think still we're asking more questions than we have answers over there. No one really stuck out to me as performing particularly well. I think, unfortunately, if, if Justin Hollins was able to play in that game, you might not see the third and 16s, the third and 14s be converted as they were. And yeah, we'll see if someone can step up against the Seahawks. Uh, my gut tells me no one, no names are really sticking out in particular, which is unfortunate. It is. And um, I mean, they, looking at that game on Sunday, they looked slow. They really did. Um, they were taking bad angles um, just out of position the entire game. And, you know, Kyler Murray, athletic guy, he, he can really, really get on it um, when it comes to running around and just and tossing the rock. But um, Wilson's kind of the same way. So um, they're not really um, gaining anything by going up to Seattle and, and, and facing a different quarterback. So it's not like they can just breathe like, oh, okay, wow, we're dealing with a pocket passer now. It's Russell Wilson, <laughs> right? And he's going to be able to bring that type of, of gameplay where he can stretch the field, make plays just with his legs. And you're 100% right. I think um, 
not having Justin Hollins out there really, really hurt. Uh, I think he does have the speed that can help try and contain that type of quarterback. But on the other hand, the Rams have seen the Seahawks before. Um, Aaron Donald has just made life miserable for uh, Russell Wilson over the years. And do we expect that to continue? Well, it sure seems like a lot of Russell Wilson's worst games come against the Rams. And you just love to see it, right? And I'm not going to complain. You'll never hear me complain. But other than Darius Williams, other than or other than DK Metcalf, other than Tyler Lockett, anyone scare you on that Seahawks offense? I know we might have a Gerald Everett reunion this week, but. Well, Everett was still out with COVID, if I'm not mistaken. Is, is he still on the injury list for that? I, I, I don't know. I don't have a pulled over. I should have been prepared for this. Okay. So. <laughs> if, he, if he tested positive on Wednesday, he'd be good to play. But I, I'm also not aware if, he, if that was the case or not. So yeah. sorry for bringing that up. <laughs> oh, no, no. Quite all right. Quite all right. That's good. <laughs> it's good. Keeps us on our toes here at the Turf Show Times. Um, one thing, though, one person I am looking forward to um, on that Seahawks offense, especially if Chris Carson can't go, is Alex Collins because um, he's showed some some burst um, still with um, not just running the ball, but also being able to catch it. So, um, and the Rams looked like they weren't able to stop the run very well over the course of the year, the first four games. Um, they looked good against the Bucks, but um, if, if they can establish that run, if the Seahawks can establish the run against that Rams defense, it could end up being a very long day for them again. So that's who um, we, I think we really need to keep an eye on from the Seahawks offensive perspective. Yeah, I agree. That's a very good point. Something you'll see, you know, Shane Waldron left the Rams uh, to be the Seahawks offensive coordinator, and they're using a lot more motions and sweeps before the snap. They're using a lot more play action and pushing the ball down the field. If the Seahawks are able to establish the run, and as we always talk about, marry the run and pass game, it could be a long day for the Rams defense. So you got a uh, Russell Wilson's enough to worry about. You can't let him run all over you too. Right. And that's actually a good point with, with Waldron, Waldron moving over from Los Angeles, because um, not only does he have some insight as to um, Sean McVay's offense, obviously Stafford, brings a dimension that Waldron wasn't familiar with, but he still knows how McVeigh likes to think. So he's going to have that edge, bring that edge to Seattle with him. So um, that could end up playing against them. But speaking of Matthew Stafford and that Rams offense, Stafford did not look good on Sunday. Um, he didn't look horrible, <laughs> right? He just not what we're used to seeing from Stafford, not that high level of play. Um, Cardinals were able to take away Cooper cup and without having that security blanket, it really seemed to um, ruffle him a little bit. So what can we expect on Thursday? Is he going to get his T his T swift on? Is he going to shake it off or um, are we going to see more struggles from him? Well, luckily I think the Seahawks defense might be the easiest test the Rams have had so far this year. They've faced some tough defenses, uh, by most measures, the Seahawks defense in the bottom third of the league. So I think there's two things when you talk about Matthew Stafford's performance against the Cardinals. One is he left a lot of meat on the bone. Some throws that he usually makes just weren't he they just weren't there. They were a little he was high pretty often, I thought. And then also maybe locking onto Cooper Cup a little too often. 
we'd love to see Robert Woods get involved. Uh, he underthrew that deep shot to Deshaun Jackson. If he hits that, maybe we're, our tune's a little different this week. But, yeah, definitely want to see him mix it up more, get more people involved. I think when the Rams operate as a basketball team and they're able to utilize all these different skill sets they have on offense, that's when they're really at their best. And that's really what you look forward to seeing against the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks defense, when you narrow it down, really they have similar to the Rams. They have two really great players and there's not so much in between that. So Bobby Wagner, Jamal Adams, Robert, you have any thoughts who scares you the most out of those two? Um, it's definitely Bobby Wagner, just the consistency he's shown. Um, he's still, even at this stage in his career, just, just, he has a nose for that football and he's all over it. Um, Jamal Adams, honestly, I don't, he doesn't really scare me as a defender. Um, he has what, two career interceptions. So um, he's not a ball hawk. He's good at sacking the quarterback, but um, to me, I think he's more of a weakness um, on that defense. I think Stafford really should attack him. Um, more than anything else, but uh, get that ball away from Wagner. Just, just, just keep the ball away from Wagner. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it is a little bit of a weird problem that the Seahawks have is that their best pass rushers are a safety Jamal Adams and the middle linebacker Bobby Wagner. And you know that in, that defensive line just doesn't get a lot of pressure. The Rams' offensive line has played excellent this year, and you really just have a hard time. Well, at least I do thinking that the Seahawks defensive line is going to get the best of the Rams offensive line in this matchup. So I have a hard time believing it. I think the Rams could dominate might be a good week to, you know, really lean on that ground game after they got away from it last week. I agree. And um, especially even more so with it being a short week coming off a tough, tough loss. Um, getting that ground game established, I think is going to be key. Uh, but you said the magic words earlier, um, Bobby trees. We got to get Robert Woods established. Um, I believe Angelo uh, D'Angelo Hall, excuse me about uh, on that D'Angelo Hall on NFL total access called him the best receiver on the team. I tend to agree. I'm a big fan of Robert Woods. Uh, we got to get him established going into Thursday night because with teams looking like they're going to lock in on Cooper cup now, um, or we can expect that to happen. That's timing with Deshaun Jackson, as you pointed out, still not there. Um, Robert Woods is going to be critical when it comes to getting this offense back on track. Um, and something that isn't brought up enough when it comes to establishing the run, Bobby trees can do that as well. So how important do you think um, Robert Woods is to this offense, not only on Thursday night, but moving forward? Yeah, I think an element of the Rams offense that's really been missing this year that we might have grown accustomed to in recent years is, you know, Robert Woods taking the ball in those jet sweeps. Uh, he hasn't been overly involved in the screen game either. And those are just really easy yardage opportunities that you can take advantage of. And if he's not getting worked in in the pass game, uh, that's a good way to get him involved and keep him in the game. Also, something that doesn't necessarily show up on the stat sheet, you know, Robert Woods is a great blocker. Oftentimes they ask him to stay in and block during, you know, when they're trying to work the ball down the field. So that might not get talked about enough, but also as fans, there's a lot more exciting things to talk about with this Rams offense. So that's fair, but is what it is. So we have two teams. One is coming off a, a tough, tough loss. One is coming off a very big win after losing two 
back in the Seahawks house last time these two teams met in Seattle. Um, it was in the playoffs, right? Last year, Rams got the best of the Seahawks in a game that really wasn't even that close. Um, the score seemed like it may have been a bit of a dogfight, but um, it felt like the Rams were in control that entire time. But back in Seattle, back in front of the 12, we have people going to be at the stadium this time. So um, what are we looking for? What are going to be the keys to the game on Thursday night? Yeah, I mean, you got to get after Russell Wilson. Aaron Donald is among the best at that. And they've really had their careers, their careers have really collided together. And there's been some great matchups over the years. I think that's really exciting for Thursday night as well. I'd like to see the Rams lean into the run game and really stick it to the Seahawks and have a physical matchup as this usually is. Uh, Maybe see a little bit more accuracy out of Matthew Stafford, but I'd like to see him be more of a game manager. There's, there's going to be opportunities against the Seahawks defense, but the Seahawks offense is pretty scary and they've been pretty effective over the course of the year so far. And anything you can do to keep them off off the field, I think is going to be beneficial to the Rams. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it feels like we're kind of seeing um, just the same thing from the Seahawks offense we've seen in the past, where they just always seem to find a way to get it done. And it, it's who knows what it is. Maybe it's just Russell Wilson. Maybe it's, he's just has this innate ability to to just bring people with him. But um, yeah, you can never count that offense out. We saw a couple weeks ago against Tennessee where they scored at the end of the half with only just a few seconds left on the, on the clock. So you can never really count this offense out. So um, the Rams defense has their um, work cut out for them. Now I know JB, you're not on social media, so you're not um, probably up to date with all the um, Twitter action going on over the course of the week, but Raheem Morris has had a bit of a tough few days. Um, Rams fans don't seem to uh, um, be very happy with what's going on um, there on the, on the defensive side of the ball for Los Angeles. Um, I'm not quite as negative or down on Raheem Morris. I think um He's going to come in. He's going to get things uh, straightened out, squared away. Once we get those pieces in place where they need to be, um, I think the defense will be just fine. But what are your thoughts there? I know that um, there's some, I don't know, mixed bag when it comes with Raheem Morris. So what are your thoughts so far what we're seeing? Yeah, I think from a personality perspective, from a communication skill perspective, Raheem Morris, really exciting to follow. Always enjoy listening to his press conferences. You know, I think that's one of the main things I try to make sure I catch during the week. But whenever the hire was made, you can't help but feel like Sean McVay was maybe just hiring a friend. I mean, they wanted to stay with the the brand Staley, Vic Fangio defense. Raheem Morris, that's not necessarily his background. And he's coming in to run a defense that in a scheme that he's not necessarily familiar with. And that really gave me pause. Unfortunately, I think we could easily be talking about the Rams defense is not being much improved after facing a good Seahawks offense this week. So might be more of the same uh, when we're talking here together next week, Robert. 
Let's hope not. <laughs> Let's hope not. We've seen the 49ers lose two in a row. Um, we've seen the Seahawks lose two, two in a row. We don't want the Rams to be the next NFC West team to follow that trend. So um, fingers crossed. Let's hope that that's not the case. Um, and with that being said, JB, what are your predictions for tomorrow night? Yeah, I think I'll take the Rams. I've been wrong the last two weeks, so I hope I'm right for once. Uh, definitely the Rams are going to get theirs on offense. I don't think the Seahawks defense is going to do much to slow them down. And things really could get ugly if the Rams defense steps up and limits Russell Wilson. Uh, but if they're just so good. It's a divisional matchup. Anything can happen. Uh, I don't know. I'd love to get your thoughts, too. Well, a um, couple of things. So... McVeigh is, I believe, 15 and six after a loss. So um, he typically wins more than he loses, um, which is good. <laughs> so, yay, we have that going for us. But um, it's a divisional matchup, and you can never really predict divisional matchups. These two teams know each other well, and um, I don't think there's going to be many surprises at all. So um, I think the Rams are going to win this one. I think they're going to make the adjustments that defense is going to get back on track and look better um, is my prediction here, but it's going to be close. I'm thinking 24, 21, somewhere in that range, relatively low scoring, um, but a good ball game. So that's what I'm looking forward to on Thursday night. Um, looking forward to the rest of the NFC West. We have um, San Francisco coming off two losses in a row, um, going up against the Cardinals. And I know the Cardinals now are the sexy pick for the Super Bowl, but uh, we've seen them start off hot out of the gate before. Um, how is this matchup going to impact the NFC West picture after Sunday. What do you think there? Yeah, well, Terrell Lewis and Obo Okorokwo couldn't slow down Kyler Murray, but now he's facing Nick Bosa, who's one of the best. And, you know, that 49ers defense is pretty tough, pretty nasty. If they, anyone can stop it, they have the pass rush to do it, probably. Um, also, maybe our first look at rookie Trey Lance as a 49er for a full game. That'd be pretty exciting and might give us a glance into what the future has in store. I'll honestly take the 49ers and a 49ers win would also be very good for the Rams as they stay in the heat of the divisional race. Yeah. Agreed. That that would definitely be the best outcome for the Rams because uh, that would kind of bring the Cardinals right back down to earth with them. Um, still, they would still be in control of the NFC, NFC West, even with a tie um, because of the win against the Rams. But um, you know what? I think I can safely say I'm rooting for the 49ers this, this Sunday. That's almost painful, but um, in this particular case, um, I think that's the pragmatic approach for us Rams fans to have. So, um, all right, JB, any last thoughts before we get out of here? Should be a great game tomorrow. Really excited, and hopefully next week we're celebrating a dub, yeah. Man, I hope so. I hope so. Well, we will definitely be back, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, um, and talking some more Rams football. JB, if people want to follow you, where can they find you? The TST comments section. TST comments. Man, I tell you what, you're you're braver than I. <laughs> I do not. Hey, they're tough the in there, man. You gotta man, know what I, you're doing. <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> there's no 
No, they, it's it, it's like Mad Max Thunderdome sometimes. But you know what? That's okay. It's all love from our readers, and we appreciate that. My name is Robert Finn. I can be found on Twitter at Robert Finn is me. And of course, turfshowtimes.com for all your Los Angeles Rams news info and tea spilled or otherwise. So JB, have a great night for all you listeners, readers out there. You have a great night too. And go Rams Thursday night football this week. And yeah, let's make it happen. Have a good night, dude.